new commandment that you love one another. And just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And so um, just that way of grace, uh, the way of love. And then how does, what does it mean to live that, that type of life? You know, so what does it mean to live that type of life? So as we take some um, time just to reflect on the way of Christ or the way of Jesus, uh, I wanted to ask a question. Um, do our beliefs form the way we live or do we live, do we experience life and that forms our beliefs? Or an expression is, uh, do we think ourselves into a new way of thinking or do we live ourselves into a new way of thinking? And so do we learn by, by doing? Is that the primary way that we learn? So let's take a few moments just to pray and to reflect on that. And then we can have a little discussion. So let us pray. Well, well thank you for all your uh, comments. And, and over the next few weeks, I hope to touch on um, <clears throat> just some invitations about how we live and taking our faith and those beliefs and turning them into action. We've talked about this quite a bit, you know, as far as just the, the reading, holy reading, the reading of scripture, walking and solitude and living a more simple life. These are all um, about how we live life. But um, I was also thinking about this. Uh, I mentioned a, a couple weeks ago, Ro and I, we went on a, for a hike in Canyonlands National Park. And I really wanted to go through this slot canyon that they said was absolutely amazing in the park. Very, uh, They put it up there with Antelope Canyon outside of outside of page there. And, and so we started our, our walk at a, at the Squaw Flats trailhead. A few of you have probably have been there. And I remember before we took off <clears throat> and we were anticipating <clears throat> a 10 or 11 mile hike. And I was reading the, the sign at the trailhead. And, and we I've read this type of thing over and over and over again. And it said, water is scarce. That bring at least one gallon for long trails. Avoid walking during peak heat on summer days. And I thought to myself, I said, well, it's not really summer, it's springtime. And there's a slight breeze in the air, it's not that hot. And I said, I think they're actually talking to tourists here and, and not, not to me. <laughs> and I checked my watch, it was 12.30 p.m., so right in the middle of, of the heat of the day. And I put two... 32 ounce water bottles in my pack, which is half a gallon of water, along with six granola bars. And then Ro just strapped on his, his uh, camel pack. And off we went into the desert for this hike. And after several hours of walking, it was just absolutely beautiful and stunning, the flowers and the canyons and just the, the stillness. But after several hours of walking up and down canyons, um, we actually saw a sign and we thought we had gone about eight or nine miles. And it said that the campground where we started was still six and a half miles away. And I realized that I had miscalculated the distance that we were going to walk. And so our 10 and a half mile hike turned into a 14 and a half mile slog through the hot desert. We only had a few ounces of water left. And we finally, we ran out of water with still four miles left of walking. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. It's quite, <laughs> quite the experience. 
in our mouths. We had that cotton mouth and, and Rose said, well, I'm not worried. And I was thinking, I go, well, I'm 35 years older than Rome and I'm carrying an extra 40 pounds on my body than he is. And so I was a little worried and I was tired and the sun was unrelenting. My legs were, were cramping. I was dehydrated. And I knew we still had two or three canyons to walk up and down before we made it back to the parking lot. And at that moment, I thought about that sign that said, carry at least one gallon of water on long trails. And my thoughts changed then right there to a great understanding of how important it was to carry more than enough water in the desert. And I learned that, and it seems like I'm learning that very slowly over time, but, I, but we learn by doing, by experiencing things. And one of the eight core principles at the Center for Action and Contemplation is, we do not think ourselves into a new way of living, but we live ourselves into a new way of thinking. We live ourselves into a new way of thinking. And Jesus comes in part to show us how to live. He actually, if we pay more attention to his actions and how he treated people and interacted with people, how he handled conflict, he is showing us how to live, how to love, how to forgive, how to heal and how to restore, how to live in relationship with one another. And there is nothing that Jesus says that he doesn't do. He walks the walk. And one of his principles of life is forgiveness. I think that'd be first or second, maybe on his job description. If you want to follow me, you need to practice forgiveness. And, and Peter asked him, how often should we forgive? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, not seven, but seven times 70. And forgiveness for Jesus, for Peter, and for us, it's a way of life, and it's a practice. It's something that we need to do over and over to learn about its benefits and its blessings. It sets us free from the cycle of blame and pain, and it heals us and restores us. And it can also be healing for the recipient as well. And yet, we are often reluctant to forgive. I know many people of faith, Christians, they identify as Christian, yet they don't practice forgiveness because it's not always natural. We want vindication. We want to get even. We want an apology. We want to be right. We want a pound of flesh. But as we live life, we our, our resentment, if we don't practice that forgiveness, our resentment and our anger can eat us up and, and, and consume us all day and all night long and at some point kind of like where i was at the end of that hike usually when we're tired and, and just tired of being miserable we might ask well what did jesus say about forgiveness maybe he had a point there and we live ourselves into a different way of thinking a different way of living life a healthy practice and we started asking how can i forgive and our willingness to forgive, our willingness to practice forgiveness, as Jesus suggests, 
leads us to the healing of the wreckage of our lives. And we learn this by doing it, by the practice. In the book, Voices of Recovery, they say once we take action and see that it works, we begin to believe. When we start that hard process of forgiving and realize it truly does set us free, then we become, that belief becomes a part of us. St. Francis and Claire both told their brothers and sisters, and this was in the late 1100s and early 1200s, you can only know as much as you do. You can only know as much as you do. And John Wesley, in the 1700s, he was a founder of the Methodist movement. He says, people act their way into believing. We act our way into believing. And so we learn by doing. And it is one thing for us to say that we believe in Jesus, to quote the scriptures, but it's quite another thing for us to live like Jesus and to embody the word of God. And this is the hope that we can become imitators of Christ. And so do we emphasize living that way of Jesus, imitating his life? Or do we have more of an emphasis just on believing? And Jesus tells us again and again, follow me, live like me, do what I do, forgive one another, he says. And is that a practice? Is that a way of life that we made a commitment to? He says, put down your swords. And I read that today. And the way I read it today is put down your weapons. Is that a way of life? Is that a practice? He says, turn the other cheek love your enemies is that a practice that we have individually as a church as a community he says do not judge do not condemn serve the poor wash each other's feet just care for each other be tender with one another live simply and he also says you can't worship god in money heal the sick and care for the poor He's talking about a way of life. And how often do we practice that way? And I think the question for us is not, what would Jesus do? Those some real popular bumper stickers, what would Jesus do? I think a better question is, what will we do? How will we live? And in his writings, St. Francis used the word doing rather than understanding by a ratio of 175 to five. He was emphasizing to follow Christ is a way of life. It's what we do. And as I mentioned, Jesus says, follow me, do what I do. And for Francis and John Wesley and Mother Teresa and Dorothy Day, and we all know everyday saints, believers, there's always this emphasis, this invitation to imitate the love, the compassion, and the empathy, and the peace of Jesus, and not just worshiping of his divinity. We also have the scriptures that says, faith without works is dead. How we live is important. And Wesley says, uh, we can be the most orthodox person in the world. We can have all the right beliefs and still not be authentic because we need to live into the love 
in the grace of Christ. We need to practice forgiveness and compassion. We need to practice the love and enemy and kindness. And we embody the word. And this is called incarnation. We live out our faith. In the book, The Voices of Recovery, they say, coming to believe is something that happens as we begin taking actions, which others told us had worked for them. And whether or not we believe these actions would work for us doesn't really seem to matter. They say, once we take action and see that it works, then we begin to believe. And so what would happen if we became more intentional about imitating Jesus? That we wanted to live the way he lived life. We wanted to love one another, to love our enemies. We want to practice forgiveness and gentleness, that we laid down our weapons, that we were kind and generous to all. What would happen? Would we be healed? Would we heal others in the process? And War says, what if we knew God in Christ in an embodied or cellular way, an energetic way, and not just in our heads? And my prayer for myself and all of us today is that we just may make that commitment to do good things which lead us to that way of grace that we may learn by doing and that we may grow more compassionate and more peaceful each day that we may imitate the way of christ amen